Welcome to Carbon Economist, your leading edge in the carbon capture revolution. From the boardroom to the research lab, join us as we explore the advancements, policies, and investment landscapes driving the CCS agenda forward. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Lee Nichols, and today we're delving into the critical topic of carbon capture and storage in the context of sustainability and decarbonization with a focus on the role of digitalization and electrification. We're also gonna dive into the various types of carbon capture technologies and their adaptation in industry. So today we have two very special guests joining us from Schneider Electric. Rajesh Sharma is the Global Director, Strategy, Digital and Energy Transition Solutions, and Ahmed Sfar, who is a strategic business developer. Rajesh, Ahmed, how are y'all doing today? Hello, uh, Lee. Good morning. Yes, uh, very well. From Paris. Doing good. Uh, and uh, from uh, sunny Dubai. <laughs> Excellent. Now, before we get started, uh, can you talk briefly about Snyder Electric and your individual roles with the company? Ahmed, let's go ahead and start with you. Okay. Yes. Thanks, uh, Lee. So um, Schneider Electric, it's a company uh, specialized in energy management, process automation, and uh, software, so it's more than a 35 billion uh, euro uh, company, well engaged as well in the sustainability and decarbonization uh, for uh, the target of uh, achieving the net zero uh, by, uh, by, by, 20, by 2030. Uh, my role in the company, I'm almost 37 years in the company, so I, I have uh, been since the start of the company when we were... Uh, uh, just uh, focusing on the electrical distribution and the automation. And I saw all the, uh, I would say, development of the company, the strategy uh, move uh, towards uh, the digitization of today through uh, several acquisitions, uh, strategic acquisition and the automation and the uh, energy management. And recently uh, now in the uh, uh, software and uh, the analytics, uh, my role today, so uh, after 37 years in business, uh, in sales, uh, in business development, uh, in several regions in the world, my last assignment was 14 years in the Middle East. Uh, and today my role, in fact, is to drive the program of the carbon capture for the company. So my role is to support uh, the business unit uh, to develop our value proposition, which is uh, existing today, and as well uh, discuss with the uh, support of the end user, support the major player, the stakeholder uh, in the carbon capture uh, world. Excellent. And Rajesh, how about you? I'm uh, part of the same team as Emmett uh, Sfar, which is uh, we have uh, energies and chemicals segment, uh, and I'm part of that. Uh, segment and my role is uh, on the strategy and marketing side of digital solutions as well as energy transition solutions. So anything which you know we see typically uh, to do with uh, the energy transition of decarbonization of the industry is something where I'm involved in uh, to develop the strategy around uh, what Schneider can offer, the solutions which Schneider can offer, as well as what uh, uh, you know will be our go-to-market would be, and 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 uh, the solutions around that. So uh, yeah, kind of digitally driven solutions for 
uh, energy transition or decarbonization of the industry is where uh, you will find you know me involved Excellent. So let's go ahead and, and dive into uh, the discussion today. And just to kind of start off, for those that might not be familiar uh, with the term, what exactly is carbon capture, utilization, and storage? And why is it so critical for sustainability and decarbonization? Yes. Yeah, so the carbon capture and storage, uh, what we call uh, CCS or CCUS, uh, in fact, is a set of technology uh, uh, designed to prevent the carbon dioxide, uh, what we call the CO2 emission, from entering the atmosphere, uh, thereby mitigating climate change. It, involve, uh, it involves uh, capturing CO2 from large point of source, such power plants, which uh, is the most uh, emitter, or industrial facilities, and then transporting it uh, to a storage site and securely storing it underground to prevent it its release into the atmosphere, basically. Uh, it's uh, crucial for the sustainability as uh, it addresses the primary contrib contributor to climate change, carbon emission. Uh, when we capture the CO2 from industrial processes and power generation, uh, CCUS plays a pivot, uh, pivotal role in achieving global decarbonization goals, uh, limiting the impact of greenhouse gases uh, of the environment. Uh, what we can say as well is that uh, it's part of the sustainability strategy to supporting industries and other segments uh, to capture and separate, uh, transport and store the CO2. It's a key option for companies, industries to manage the carbon as being part of the uh, uh, carbon management framework, so along with the CO2 monitoring, along with the process electrification, along with the carbon offset, the energy efficiency and the re renewable energy as well. I hope this is uh, answers your uh, question. No, no, it really does. And, and why I think we really like to have y'all on is because there is a lot of benefits around digital technologies in this in this space. So Rajesh, my question, my next question is for you. So how does this integration of digitalization impact carbon capture strategies? Digitalization as such is, is you know, helping uh, industries all across. I mean, uh, several of the digital solutions, specifically talking about carbon capture, uh, you know, uh, digitalization plays a very vital role, uh, crucial role, kind of helping industries to reduce the carbon footprint uh, uh, from their processes by optimizing the process, for example, where you are able to, you know, reduce your, uh, the feedstock consumption, the, uh, you know, fossil uh, fuel uh, consumption. And not just that, I mean, uh, you have, uh, you know, solutions like a digital twin, the uh, artificial intelligence, uh, where uh, using these tools, you are able to ensure that you are designing your solution, which, is, uh, which eventually will have a reduced carbon footprint and will help you in optimizing or rather improving the capture from the process where you intend to use the uh, such facility. On the operation side, of course, I mean, uh, you have digital solutions where uh, operators are able to really enhance the efficiency by uh, using uh, solutions like uh, operator training simulator 
which is which helps in kind of benchmarking operators and ensuring that you know they are uh, able to really use the 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 capture facility to the best of its uh, efficiency further on you know today we live in a in a world where a lot of data is is being generated and digital helps uh, you know such data driven uh, industry or uh, facilities to really uh, create and provide uh, insights to uh, ensure continuous improvements in the carbon capture technology making them again more effective to really reduce the emissions and uh, ensure uh, you know we are able to meet the uh, goals that are around decarbonization. Excellent. And so my next question would be, um, many people around the world have heard of carbon capture, but they really don't understand, I guess, how it works. So can you walk us through the different types of carbon capture technologies and how those are being adapted in various industries? Yeah, sure. So basically, uh, when we talk about carbon capture, we talk about uh, four primary types of carbon capture technologies uh, at different level of maturity, I would say. Uh, so the first and the most common is the what we call the post-combustion capture. Uh, then we we have as well the pre-combustion uh, capture, the oxy-fuel combustion and the direct uh, air capture called DAC, which is... Uh, uh, capturing the uh, or sequestering the uh, carbon from the atmosphere. So the post-carbon capture involves removing the CO2 from the flue gas emitted by the industrial processes or uh, the power plants. The pre-combustion, uh, on the other hand, uh, it captures the CO2 before the fuel is combusted. Uh, and the uh, oxy-fuel uh, one, uh, in fact, burns the fuel in an environment of a pure oxygen resulting in a flue gas stream uh, predominantly consisting of CO2. And as I said, the direct air capture is a technology designed to remove the, to remove the carbon dioxide directly from the atmosphere. So this process uh, involves uh, uh, large-scale facilities uh, equipped uh, with a chemical sorbent or filter that capture the CO2 uh, when air passes through them. The DAC is uh, is versatile as it can be deployed anywhere, addressing emissions from dispersed sources like uh, transportation and uh, residential activities. Uh, while DAC is still uh, evolving and faces scalability challenges, its potential to directly combat climate change by reducing atmosphere CO2 level makes it a promising uh, tool uh, in the broader carbon capture tool toolkit. Uh, what we can say as well that the post-combustion capture involves removing carbon dioxide emissions after combustion in industrial processes like cement or steel production. And uh, it's applicable to existing infrastructure and allows the retrofitting of facilities to reduce emission. Uh, the pre-combustion capture, on the other hand, uh, capture the carbon, as we said, uh, before fuel combustion, often used in hydrogen production. Uh, these te technologies are being increasingly adopted across industries, such as power generation, oil and gas, cement production, steel manufacturing. Uh, for example, in the power generation sector, several large-scale CCS projects as are underway demonstrating the viability of capturing and storing the CO2 
what we can say as well is that uh, many of these technologies are still uh, nascent or in a development phase. Uh, what we call in the low TRL, according to the IAA. Uh, the, mature the main mature technology are those related to ammonia, chemical absorption, gas processing, uh, uh, pipeline for CO2 uh, transport and CO2 storage uh, through the enhanced uh, oil recovery. So these are the most, uh, I would say, common and uh, uh, mature ones. Excellent. And, and so... We know more about, of course, CCS, the technologies involved in items like that. So, Rajesh, my question then for you is, you know, how, how do you envision the future of carbon capture and storage? And, and probably some most important thing is what are the key opportunities and what are some of those challenges that you see on the horizon in this area? Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, looking at the goal of globally that we have set for ourselves of 1.5 degrees uh, for the climate change. I think uh, CCUS uh, holds immense promise, uh, particularly as the global focus on you know, decarbonization intensifies. As I mentioned earlier, you know, with digitalization, um, uh, we see there is a lot of uh, promise in, in uh, improving the processes, improving the capture uh, uh, capacities. Uh, not just that, you know, we are looking also at uh, uh, electrification of certain uh, processes within capture itself, which in turn as well helps in reducing the carbon footprint further. Uh, we can expect to see, you know, more efficient, cost-effective carbon capture solutions uh, coming out uh, uh, very soon. We are seeing, in fact, today uh, efficiencies of 90% uh, plus uh, from uh, some of the new technologies which are which are being offered uh, today. For carbon capture. Additionally, uh, you know, uh, integration of uh, 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 carbon capture with uh, technologies like hydrogen will ensure that, uh, you know, we are creating a more sustainable fuel for requirements where today we classically use or traditionally have been using uh, fossil fuel. Uh, ESAF, for example, is one area where I think uh, carbon capture together with uh, green hydrogen will play a very important role. On the challenges side, of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are supporting regulatory frameworks which are being laid down. For example, in the U.S., we have IRA, which supports uh, uh, carbon capture industry. In EU, we have seen uh, uh, Renewable Energy Directive, or RED, as we call it, to uh, kind of uh, as well supports uh, carbon capture or decarbonization of uh, fuels. So regulatory framework, these policies uh, would help. Uh, infrastructure development is important. There's a challenge around that, uh, especially with uh, storage part. The, the capture, whatever, uh, you know, CO2 is being captured from different industries. Uh, we will have to ensure that we have, we are creating a kind of common infrastructure to push that CO2 uh, into, you know, permanent storage uh, somewhere where it can be reliably and safely stored for, uh, you know, forever. Overcoming these challenges, of course, require collaboration between uh, governments, industries and communities. And uh, uh, I believe uh, Schneider Electric is playing its role, you know, by providing the solutions that I mentioned, which uh, improve the capture capacity, which improve the efficiency of the processes and which support the complete, you know, life cycle of, of the uh, capture facility right from 
feasibility stage stage right into the uh into the you know operations and maintenance yeah uh, i believe collaborative approach between different uh, uh, entities uh, governments industries uh, stakeholders uh, will be important uh, to overcome the challenges but there are immense opportunities and and uh, uh, we hope uh, that we will see you know many more projects coming up uh, in the coming months excellent and so i have one last question uh, for you as we wrap up here just if you have any final thoughts or even recommendations for our listeners regarding this role of carbon capture and storage in building a sustainable future. I think we, we have to, to, to acknowledge that the carbon capture uh, is a key player uh, and will play a major role uh, in the uh, carbon management uh, along with the other solutions uh, and tools we have discussed before. Uh, we believe it will uh, account uh, for 15% of the CO2 emission in future. Uh, there are a lot of figures about uh, the hundred millions of tons which we need to, to, to capture uh, to, uh, to, to achieve our target of two degrees or uh, one and a half degrees as, as, as it is mentioned in the different uh, sources. There are a lot of projects going on, a lot of projects we hear about uh, uh, more than 500 projects uh, at different stage uh, floated in the in the market, uh, no, knowing that the US uh, is leading this business of CCUS worldwide. Uh, we see Europe as well uh, quite uh, active, the UK, uh, Australia, the Middle East now after the COP28 uh, uh, coming to there. Uh, so basically, uh, the message is... Uh, uh, it represents a critical pathway to achieving a sustainable low-carbon future and uh, by supporting the development and the deployment of the CCUS technology, uh, advocating for supportive policy and uh, embracing the innovation and digitization, electrification, we can accelerate the transition toward a greener and more sustainable world. Uh, as said Rajesh uh, earlier, we at Schneider uh, uh, our pledge uh, is to be carbon neutral by 2025 for our operation and uh, net zero operation by 2030. And uh, today the carbon capture is part of our strategy in the framework of decarbonization. So this is a topic of uh, a strong, uh, strong focus, I would say. Well, excellent. Rajesh Ahmed, really can't thank you all enough. We know how busy you are. So really want to say thank you and appreciate your time today to talk about this extremely important topic on carbon capture and storage. So, so really want to thank you all on that. And of course, lastly, like always, we want to thank all of you for listening. It's a pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe and share to stay connected with the world of Carbon Economist. Email your comments, questions, and suggestions to podcast at golfenergyinfo.com.